Alrighty, let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Benny in the Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got Sonny Young Award and M- M- MVP award winners to gen- go through, which thankfully were neither messed up, unlike AL Manager of the Year. NFL Week 11 recap with Week 12 predictions and College Football Week to recap, which had some crazy games to go over, and a look into this coming week's big games with it being last week of the regular season and rivalry league, all setting up for the conference championship games in the first week of December. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 55 of Benny in the Booth podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. Uh, I was able to do it earlier this week, sort of earlier, because I uh, am doing it for my college dorm this week, uh, being that it's Thanksgiving and how it works out, I my one class on Wednesdays uh, is on Zoom or pre-recorded, uh, so I'm going to be going home tomorrow instead of Wednesday, um, and so not worth it for me to go home today if I'm going home tomorrow anyways, uh, so I'm doing podcast from here today, uh, rankings video, I'm not sure where I'm going to do it from yet, we'll see. Um, NBA, until further notice, I'm basically just going to not do it on the podcast, and I hate to like do it but like I just am not as much into it as I used to be and I want to be able to put out content on the podcast I feel happy to put out and just the way I've been doing it is not a way I'm happy to put it out it's been kind of upsetting and frustrating personally and I want to be able and I'm happy with how I do MLB I'm happy with how I do NFL college football but just not with NBA and until further notice maybe I'll just stick to during the playoffs I'll do it or but for now, uh, podcast is just going to be NFL, MLB, uh, college football, and March Madness of college basketball until further notice. Uh, so, sorry to be saying it, but at the end of the day, it's what has to come to fruition uh, just based on my own personal things and me wanting to make this podcast fun for both me and for everyone that watches the podcast. Moving on. So, the MLB award winners, Cy Young and MVP. Uh, as I announced the last episode and from the college football playoff rankings, rookie of the year and manager of the year. So, Cy Young, AL was between Justin Verlander, uh, Dylan Cease, and Alec Manoa. And they made the right decision that Justin Verlander won it. Though the biggest surprise, he won it unanimously. Well, I mean, then again, it wasn't as surprising because the other candidates were valid. But Verlander really had, like, a ridiculous season. That was Sonny Young-Askin. Very worthy of the award. He won it. Congrats to him. Uh, the NL's M- Cy Young Award winner, Tenosa Pro- well, was between Sandy Alcantara, Max Fried, who had won 20 games, which I was looking it up. And turns out is not as – it's a bit more frequent than I thought it was. I thought, like, oh, it's probably been a few years since a 20-game winner. Literally one of the Cy Young candidates from this year – won 20 games last year, uh, that's NL candidate, and Julio Urias, and he's back again in the candidates. It's him, Freed, and Sandy Alcantara. But as expected in 
not screwed up by the voters. Sandy Alcantara won the NL Cy Young Award. But what was the surprise was he won it unanimous as well, which that was a much bigger surprise to me than Verlander because I thought Freed would have at least a bit of a shot with winning 20 games. Uh, I don't know much about Urias, but more Freed and that went unanimous, which is like, pow, mind blown. Uh, but that's Cy Young. MVP AL did go to Aaron Judge in the end. Makes sense. Otani had a great season, but at the end of the day, once Judge at 60, it was under lock for he was under lock for MVP. Finally getting MVP after getting run off in 2017, thanks to uh cheating out to <clears throat> Not gonna talk about 17. And NL, which makes sense, it was between Arnauto and Goldschmidt, did go to Goldschmidt, actually announced by his own teammate and former multiple-time MVP in the National League, Albert Pujols. And as all the wrap on MLB awards, baseball is basically on wrap. Well, there's going to be off-season stuff here and there, but most of it, except for off-season stuff, is under wrap until Hall of Fame uh, ballots are announced and who isn't making the Hall of Fame and who's not. Um, so, uh, baseball news since the last time we uh, talked. <sighs> Um, the Seattle Mariners, after getting Teoscar Hernandez, actually traded an outfielder of theirs, Kyle Lewis, to the Arizona Dimebacks for outfielder slash catcher Cooper Hummel. <laughs> Basically going from one outfield situation into another outfield situation. Because they have Kyle Lewis, Dalton Varsho, um, technically Cattell Marte can play outfield. They have a bunch of outfielders there, so that's going to be interesting, uh, including prospects that got called up last year. The Mets acquired Ryander Eliezer Hernandez and Jeff Braham from Miami Marlins uh, for minor league right-hander Franklin Sanchez and a player to be named Lair or Cash. Uh, solid pitchers to get for the Mets. I don't know much about the prospect they gave up. IKF, to the shock of everyone, is returning to the Yankee. Agreed on a one-year $6 million contract with the Yankees to stay at least another year. Could have been none. Could have been tendered, but he did not in the end. Gio Urshela, which this happened right before shops, and this was like out of nowhere. Uh, for the third, for the second year in a row, and for the third time in his career, gets traded this time from the Minnesota Twins to the Los Angeles Angels from right right-hander, minor league right-hander Alejandro Hidalgo. I kind of feel bad for him because that's three trades in like his career and two in the last two years. But hopefully it works out better in L.A. than did in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know about much about what they got back. And Cody Bellinger is no longer a Dodger. His career with the Dodgers is over. He has officially been non-tendered and released. Uh, he is looking, surprisingly, actually, for only a one-year deal for this year. I guess more of just like a prove-it kind of deal. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's see if there's anything new on find on Twitter. That is the latest in the um, MLB offseason department moves wise. Yeah, that is the latest. All right, so that's MLB part of the podcast. Let's jump to college football. Actually, I want to start with college football. Uh, what a week it actually was. Uh, some teams having a bunch of teams had some scared 
uh, barely escaping with some wins. Let's go over it. Georgia barely beating Kentucky 16-6. Not a good sign to me. I know Kentucky's good, but only 16 points from your offense ain't a good thing. Uh, definitely a bit concerning, but I doubt they're going to be dropping in the rankings. Ohio State-Maryland actually ended up a lot closer than I thought it was. And the score really does not tell you the story. And the score really is what it was because Ohio State uh, got a field goal to make it a six-point game. And then on second down, they had a scoop and score, a strip sack fumble, uh, recovered by Steel Chambers for a touchdown as Ohio State survived to beat Maryland at Maryland 43-30. Talia Tungavailoa to his younger brother, uh, who's the starting quarterback for Maryland, did get hurt on that fumble play. Uh, but he says it's just a bruised knee, and he is okay. Jake Moody, thirty game-winning 35-yard field goal as Michigan. Bear survives Illinois 19-17. Griffin Kell, after being rushed into a field goal into a field goal attempt because they had no timeouts to set up the field goal, knocked a game-winning 40-yard field goal as number four TCU beats Baylor 29-28. South Carolina knocks number five Tennessee from college football playoff possibilities. 63-38, complete blowout from uh, South Carolina. Number 12, Oregon beat number 10, Utah, 2017. And Oklahoma beat number 22, Oklahoma State in the Bedlam uh, Bowl. Or I forget what, or, um, I forget what their rivalry is called. It's like Bedlam or, or um, something like that. 28-13. That is what has happened, and then a bunch of big games this week. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State, that's a recap for Week 12, by the way. Michigan-Ohio State, a big game this week, which to the surprise, to my surprise, like I would have thought, okay, maybe a one or like Ohio State being favored by like one or two or three or like. But there's seven and a half favorites over Michigan. And keep in mind, as of right now, assuming the rankings don't drop tonight, they're number two. It's number two versus number three. Not number two versus unranked or three versus unranked or three versus ten. This is two and three in the country, which completely makes sense. And yet, Ohio State's a seven and a half favorite. I do not understand it. Not saying Ohio State ain't going to win. It's just I'm surprised by America's line. Uh, another key game to look out for, TCU uh, against Iowa State as they're still trying to st- remain undefeated and still have a chance in college football playoffs. Uh, and the others here and there as well. But this week is also a interesting situation for the Big Ten West. And the fight for the Big Ten West crown to be in the Big Ten Championship game in India the following week is between Iowa, Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota. Uh, Iowa, sorry, Minnesota faces Wisconsin. Iowa faces Northwestern. Purdue faces Indiana. And Iowa faces Nebraska. And it actually is a very interesting situation. I intentionally wanted to look this up for the podcast this week. So this is how it works for the West. Iowa wins no matter what. They're in the Big Ten Championship game representing the West. Iowa loses and Purdue wins. Purdue's in the... In the uh, or I Purdue uh, is in the Big Ten Championship game. If... Uh, Purdue and I will lose, and Illinois wins. Uh, even if Wisconsin were to win, uh, 
Uh, I, Illinois would make it, and if Illinois loses, Purdue loses, and Iowa and, and Iowa wins, if Illinois and Purdue both lose, then Hawk, then Iowa would be in the Big Ten championship game. So basically, possible matchups are Ohio State or Michigan versus Iowa or Purdue or Illinois. Okay, so actually, take it back. Minnesota doesn't have a chance. It's really, Iowa, Purdue, and Illinois that have the big, the best chances uh, to make the college football playoff, to make the Big Ten championship game. So that is the case scenario for college football going into this week. Um, there, what's it called? Um, I think someone actually, I forget, but one team actually they clinched their way to the conference championship. But mostly it's same, and everything will be for sure clinched uh, by the end of this week, as this week will definitely uh, seal up who's going to be in the conference championship games and who will not be. NFL Week 11, what a week we got to talk about aside from the Browns game. That's going to be ugly to be talking about. Derrick Henry became the first player in with 20-plus carries, 2-plus completions, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown in a single game since Walter Payton in 1983 in the 27-17 Titans win over the Packers. Bills murdered the Browns 31-23. The score does not tell you the story. Another great start, terrible finish. They just cannot change anything at half. They gave up late t- last late touchdown that right before the end of the first half. Just could not do anything. And both Woods and Kevin Stefanski are now in the hot seat. And if you're going to tell me, oh, I don't know about Stefanski, here's a stat that will change your mind. Kevin Stefanski, when he won Coach of the Year in 2020, before I started the podcast, was 11-5. and five. Great. You want to know what his record is since? 11 and 12. The fact that his record since Coach of the Year combined the last two years is way worse than it was when he won Coach of the Year means he in trouble. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen before the season ends because they still have Watson coming back, not this week, but next week against uh, Houston. But he's on the hot seat. Joe Woods is also on the hot seat. Period. Leave it there. Eagles came back from down 13 to 3 and 16 to 10 to beat the Colts 17-16. Marcus Jones walk off 84-yard punt return touchdown as the Patriots beat the Jets 10-3. Lions beat, hammered the Giants 31-18. Devontae Adams. Oh, sorry. And in that game, with Jamal Williams having a three-touchdown game, he has the most rushing touchdowns in the first 10 games ever with 12, beating Barry Sanders from 1991, who had nine in that win over the Giants. Devontae Adams had a 35-yard game-winning touchdown to beat the Broncos in overtime 22-16, and the Cowboys hammered the Vi- Cowboys hammered the Vikings 40-3. That was so bad that they literally, CBS, the game was on CBS, changed it from the Cowboys nationally to the Steelers game. The Bengals ended up being the Steelers, by the way, which everyone was... Le- a lot of people I know were not so happy about it. Uh, and then uh, with 115 yards, Travis Kelsey passes. Is Rob Gronkowski with, thir- with the 33rd time, 
for most 100-yard games in a career by a tight end in 30-27 Chiefs win over the Chargers. That is a Week 11 recap. This week in predictions, I went 10-4. and four. Overall, I am at 163-1. and one. Standings update in the AFC East. Dolphins and, first, Dolphins and Bills both have the same record for first place at 7-3. and three. Followed by Patriots and Jets both having a record at 6-4. and four. AFC North, Ravens in first place at 7-3. Followed by the 6-4 Bengals. Followed by the 3-7 and seven Browns and Steelers. AFC South, Titans in first place at 7-3. Followed by the 4-6-1 Colts. Followed by the 3-7 Jaguars. Followed by the 1-8-1 Texans. AFC West, Chiefs are in first place at 8-2. Followed by the 3-5-5 Chargers. Followed by the 3-7 Raiders and Broncos. NFC, that's AFC for the NFC. NFC East, Eagles in first place at 9-1. Followed by the 7-3 Cowboys and Giants. Followed by the 6-5 Commanders. NFC North. Vikings in first place at 8-2, followed by the 4-6 Lions, followed by the 4-7 Packers, followed by the 3-8 Bears. NFC South, Buccaneers in first place at 5-5, followed by the 5-6 Falcons, followed by the 4-7 Saints, followed by the 3-8 Panthers. And then NFC West, Seahawks, 49ers and Seahawks both up top at 6-4, followed by the 4-7 Cardinals, followed by the 3-7 Rams. That is the week, that is the standings update. And now for week 12 predictions. Which Thanksgiving games are this week? Three Thanksgiving games. Bills-Lions in Detroit. So the Bills stay in Detroit for this week. Giants at Cowboys. Vi- uh, Patriots at Vikings. For So, actual prediction. So, Bills-Lions, I have the Lions. Bills, sorry, Bills. Giants at Cowboys, I have the Cowboys. Patriots at Vikings, I have the, Patri- I have the Vikings. That's for all the Thanksgiving games. Now, this is beyond Thanksgiving games. Buccaneers and Browns, I'd love to say the Browns are going to win this game, but after last week, I have no confidence they're going to be able to win, even with how Tampa Bay has been struggling. I have Tampa Bay winning that game. Bengals at Titans, I have the Titans. Texans at Dolphins, I have the Dolphins. Bears at Jets, I have the Jets. Falcons at Commanders, I have the Commanders. Broncos at Panthers, I have the Broncos. Ravens at Jaguars, I have the Ravens. Chargers at Cardinals, I have the Chargers. Raiders at Seahawks, I have the Seahawks. Rams at Chiefs, I have the Chiefs. Saints at 49ers, I have the 49ers. Packers at Eagles. Sunday Night Football, I have the Eagles. And Steelers at Colts, I have the Colts. That is my week 12 predictions. And that is this week's episode of the podcast. Going into the rankings that come out tonight at 7 on ESPN. Back to normal after last week. It was after a college basketball game that went into overtime. Actually, double overtime. Uh, But let's it. So let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Benny and the Booth Podcast. On next week's episode, we'll have MLB offseason news that come out between now and then. We'll have NFL Week 12 to recap the Week 13 preview. We'll have College Football Week 13 to recap with Conference Championship Team preview and possible predictions. We'll see about predictions part and whatever else pops up between now and then. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you are new here on YouTube, subscribe down below. Hit the notification bell on so you're notified when I go live and or post a video. If you are new on audio, no matter the source of audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, and hit the notification bell on so you're notified when I, go, when I post on there, which is soon after I go live on YouTube or post on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching and listening. 
I'll see you tomorrow for the rankings video uh, that come out tonight. And otherwise, happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.